Welcome to The Sober Gay, a podcast about being sober in the LGBT community and beyond. I'm your host, Dylan Gay, and yes, that's my real last name. Today, I'm joined with one of my very best friends. I started working with him way before I even thought of being sober, and he's been very much of an influence on my sobriety. His name is Aubrey, and here's how this interview went. So we're just going to jump right in. I, <laughs> I'm joined here with my my friend, uh, Aubrey. Uh, you can find him on Instagram. <laughs> <laughs> Hashtag the sexy gay. <laughs> so Aubrey, you are sober. Yes, I am. I've been sober. Oh my gosh. I think it's one year and five months That's now. amazing. That's honestly Right amazing. around there. So, yeah, it's crazy. I would never think to, like, a year and a half ago would never have been like, oh, yeah, I'll be sober for a year. Like, no, never a thing. Yeah. So, because we have, like, similar dates, right? Because I'm five months sober, and you're a year and five months, right? Yes. So, we have that weird, like, starting date that's kind of similar. Because I, my sober date is December 15th. Yeah, and I am January 13th. Fourth or fifth? Oh my gosh, it's been I've wow. kind of yeah, January fourth is actually oh my god, it's when I moved to Colorado. Yeah. <laughs> so and where did you move from? Uh I moved from Detroit. So Detroit, Michigan, my hometown. I love it. I guess I should say Southfield. I'm not really from Detroit. I'm in the burbs. In the burbs. <laughs> <laughs> you just say where the the nearest city. <laughs> okay, so um um so you've been sober for that long. With, do you want to talk about what made you stop? Uh, yeah. So for me, um, honestly, I was in rehab. Um, so it was my seventh or eighth rehab. Okay. Um, and this time it was just something that really clicked. Um, probably part of the hallucinations on the plane on my way to rehab. Um, the nerves. The nerves, everything, you know. Um it really was just kind of like a defining moment. I was like, I really need to stop this or like I am going to die and like ending up in the hospital twice um, within two weeks is not something that, you know, is normal for most people. <laughs> yeah. So and you said this is your seventh or eighth time. It was my seventh time, um, seventh rehab um, that I went through. Um, it was my like fourth or fifth, like inpatient one that I actually did. So um, did some out of patient ones and inpatients, but um, it worked out really well for me. And uh, honestly, I think moving to Colorado and just like the new, like getting out into nature, yeah, you know, really it, changed me. Do you think Colorado was what made that seventh or eighth time the one that stuck? Um, you know, actually, it was Portland that really was. I think that captured me in. Long story about Portland and why uh, that was where I was at, and I actually was doing really good out there. So you lived in Portland too. I lived in Portland too at one point, and being in Portland um, really made me connect with nature. At that point, it really got me back out into nature, and Portland's beautiful. It is gorgeous. Oh my gosh! I honestly, I was looking up on wikipedia and just like looking up pictures of it yesterday. I was like, I miss it because it's just there's a lot of just like beauty and trees and water that 
Colorado doesn't necessarily have, but it's very beautiful in a different way. We do have some beautiful stuff. Yeah, the the <laughs> mount the mountains out here are gorgeous, and going into the forest and seeing the aspens, like mm. nothing like that. Um, and I don't know. Um, that's really what got me. Uh, I think to like hold on to sobriety, and when I kind of got long story about how I left Portland, but um, wasn't on good terms, and um, I was still sober at the point, even though a lot of people didn't necessarily think I was. Um, so this is kind of a sad ending for me. So coming here, it just really kind of reconnected me and being in the mountains and being in the forest, I think reconnected me and made me like realize like, this is what I need. So. And so this is definitely the longest time you've been sober in your life. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I mean, before I started drinking, like if you count the 17 years before that, like, yeah, this is the longest I have been sober. Those times that you got sober before that you went to rehab before, how long would it use? How long would you usually last? Um, for the most part, um, I think the longest I made it was eight months. Um, and after that eight months, you know, found a, found a man like they tell you not to do. Oh, uh, <laughs> they tell you not to get with a man. And eight months. Uh, you made it eight months? Eight months. And, and then... so I'm in baby sobriety. <laughs> I'm at five months. <laughs> five months is great, though. Yeah. I mean, like, that is a great, like, accomplishment, like, Every day is cherishable. Even at one in at one year and five months, like I could still slip up. Yeah, and so. that's what I like. What RuPaul says. RuPaul always says, um, when they when they ask him about his sobriety, he says, "Oh, you know, maybe I'll have a drink later. Who knows?" <laughs> but you know, he's like, "But as of now, I'm like 25 years sober. But who knows? I might go have a cocktail later." <laughs> <laughs> but that's kind of the mentality I think you have to have. No, it really is because if you if you let yourself get overconfident, you're gonna say like I am I'll not gonna drink. drink. In all honesty, not only does that put I feel like an alcoholic more at risk because like we already are hard on ourselves. So if you take that first right. drink after saying you know you're not gonna do it, and if you take one drink, you're gonna be so hard on yourself for just taking that one drink as opposed to just being kind of like I don't know if I'm gonna drink, but today I'm gonna act like I'm not going to. Yeah. Oh God. Yeah. I get that. So we'll bring it back to what we were talking about earlier before we were actually recording. Yes. We were talking about, um, non-alcoholic, we were talking about non-alcoholic drinks. Yes. Um, cause I was talking about how even in the first month or so, I couldn't have even imagined having a non-alcoholic drink because it was just so tricky. I even had, I have a bottle of non-alcoholic red wine right now. I still haven't cracked it. And red wine was what I drank every single night. Is it, is that, does that it's scare so, you? It's kind of scary. Yeah. It's like, it's like, that's your drink. That's the like one that you want to like have. And you're like, almost like, what if it tastes exactly like it? And you're like, then I just want the real thing. Yeah. Can I, I tell you, I had a glass of uh, Welch's grape juice and I put it in a wine glass and this was maybe like month two in being sober. And I got up to go to the bathroom and came back and it was sitting on the coffee table like my red wine always did every night. And I just looked down and saw it and I had a weird like hot flash. And it was like a weird like, I need to put this away or put it in a different <laughs> glass or something. It's too similar. It's too That close. like heart racing that like yeah. you're like, you know, that your palms are sweating and it's like craving that like, it's like, oh, there's something in there that I know I want like. But then you're like, no, it's just grape juice. Like, why am I getting this? Why am I getting this way? Uh. So about you, about a year into your sobriety, no, less than a year, you went to Europe. Yes. Uh, yes. Oh, my God. Europe was great until the sober. moment. You did a sober trip. How long were you in Europe? I was in Europe for a month. Um, By yourself. So I went um, the first week I was with my sister. 
Um, I first like four days I was with my sister. She moved out to Germany. So um, that was the main, the first reason I went out there was to go see her. But after that, I was like, hey, why not travel Europe? You know, I'm going to be out here anyway. I haven't had the opportunity, so yeah. I'll do it. So I just took the month off and left my sister and traveled around by myself. And it was crazy. So, it was great. And you said that was where you kind of first started messing around with mocktails. Yes. Um, and honestly, I, um, it was the defining moment, I think, in my sobriety. And I think what really kind of helped me, like, solidify, like, where I was going is because I was by myself. It was the first moment I was by myself. And I was at this restaurant. And they throw this shot down in front of me. Oh, my God. <laughs> and this shot is, like, you. I didn't know exactly what it was at first. But I was like, oh, cool. Like, they give out, like, free samples. Me not even thinking about it because I hadn't drank it. Like, I hadn't gone to, like, a bar or whatever in, in, a, in six months. So... I like picked it up and I smelled it and I was like, Oh, this is alcohol. Like, oh, and this is literally the first day I'm away from my sister. Like away from everyone. I'm by myself. I could take this shot and like not tell anyone. Like I was back, back at home. Like I was in a, in a program. So like I had a month to get the alcohol at my system. I wouldn't, I wouldn't, you know, you know, piss so you were starting to reason that. in your head. Oh it's yeah, <laughs> oh yeah. You there play out these scenarios like, if I do this, what's going to happen? Yeah, is, does that mean I'm back on the wagon? Does that yeah? Mean... But you didn't take it. I didn't. I didn't take it. And like my first like thing was like, hey, like, is this alcohol? Like, and I asked the the uh, waiter, and he's like, yeah, you know. And it's like, oh, you know what? I don't drink. And he's like, oh, it's okay. And just let that shot there. <laughs> so rude. <laughs> and I was like, oh, my God. This guy is just, like, going to let this sit here. Like, I'm telling him I don't drink. Maybe he doesn't realize I'm an alcoholic. And so, like, I start looking at the menu to try to, like, distract myself. And I notice in, like, the non-alcoholic section that they have a non-alcoholic beer. And it was an IPA, which mm. is, oh, so good. Um, but... I ordered that beer and I was like, I was like, I, maybe this will help me just get past this craving. Cause I like, I hid the shot behind the olive oil bottle, like sitting on the table. I knew it was there, but like, it wasn't there. Yeah. So as soon as he put that like beer down, I just kind of like cracked it open and like tasted it. It was like, Oh my God, this is refreshing. Like I'm not drinking alcohol, but I'm getting that like satisfaction. And honestly, that shot faded away. Good. Like, yeah. I, I, when I do get those cravings, I will have a non-alcoholic and be like, oh, and I, sometimes I don't even finish it. Oh, yeah. No, I can't. Sometimes I'm like, this is just too much for me. Like, the taste is good, but I can't finish it all. Like, there's yeah. nothing, like, really wanting me to finish but it. But it's, like, delicious. Like, I love, like, the well, well-being brewing yes. IPA. Oh, my gosh. So good. Uh, no alcohol. It's just like, ah. Uh. Perfect amount of hops. Perfect amount yes. of, like, everything. Like, I... I one of the best non-alcoholic IPAs I've had. I don't know that one in Europe though might might oh, top yeah. it. I don't remember I'm so the brand proud of you it. Didn't take the shot. <laughs> I'm very proud. Like I was, that was a very like rough moment. And actually, I called one of our friends like a minute after that. Like Alex, after it happened, like all of that, I was like, Alex, I don't know what happened. Like oh. I'm dying. Like, but like I didn't take the shot. He's like, I'm glad. Yeah. Thank you. I just needed to talk talk that through with you. Okay, um, so we had to take a little quick break. <laughs> but we're getting back into some of our favorite mocktails. We were just talking about the IPA from Wellbeing, which is what I like. And you were talking about an IPA you had um, in Europe. And I really wish I could remember the name, but it was in German. So 
Don't go to Europe if you don't know German. <laughs> Good to know. Good to know. Um, so we were talking um, uh, with, uh, off the air about Heineken Zero. It's probably one of the best non-alcoholic options on the market. Just as a blanket topic, Heineken Zero, I think they killed it in the game. Oh, yeah. It's I mean, so good. I think they did. Uh, I think they did the best. Knowing that there is no alcohol, too, I think comforts me a little bit more. Yeah. No, I totally get that. Because when I drink a beer that's non-alcoholic, but it has 0.5%, I find myself rationalizing in my head, okay, if I drink this whole case in maybe five minutes and just chuck them all down, maybe I'll get a buzz. And that's that little drunk demon that's always going to live on my shoulder. And I think you have it too. Oh, yeah. You, He's always going to live there. You want that buzz. Like, there's just something that's, like, calling for it. Like, just saying, That's like, why we drink. Oh, yeah. For I, the buzz. <laughs> the feeling. The buzz, the feeling, the not feeling, in all honesty, the sometimes. The feeling. Oh, <laughs> that's good. Oh, the not feeling was the, the best. It's just, oh. like, taking that, like, shot. But, like. Yeah, when you got that buzz and you got that like first moment and you could just go, ah. Yeah. And you crave that like. And the mocktail is such a placebo sometimes. It, oh, yeah. Well, you were saying you sometimes feel like you get like that, like almost like dizziness or yeah. like. Yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah. Like I feel like I almost get like a little head rush, especially the IPAs for some reason with the hops. Like when you drink it fast, you're like, "Ooh, that's a lot of hops. It's like, almost ooh. like that like taste is equated to the alcohol. So like if that like. They Even the alcohol is gone. Yeah. Like that taste is like it's like that alcohol. Oh, it's like my brain's like, oh yeah, we're getting the liquor <laughs> now. It's time to turn up. But my body's like, no, we're not. Not today. <laughs> it's like we're just relaxing. You're just getting a little bit of gluten inside of you. <laughs> and then I'm tired. And I don't finish it. And I go to bed. <laughs> yeah, and you can go to bed normally after oh, too. Isn't that it is great to have a night's sleep and wake up without that pounding headache. Yes, you can get the and taste. Guilt. And oh. What did go. I do? Why did I do it? Or like, yeah, what did I what do did that I do? night? That's the first thing I'd always think of when I open my eyes is, what did I do? <laughs> Check my phone. <laughs> Who texted me? Like, what's going on? Uh -huh. Like, did I mess up anything? Oh, why am I bleeding? <laughs> why, am I talking, why am I talking to my high school bully? <laughs> and professing my love. <laughs> <laughs> This isn't what was supposed to happen. Not last night. No, but even even worse, you don't even see that first. You you don't see the conversation, but you see the picture they sent you, and you're like, "How did I get a nude from my high school crush?" <laughs> anyway, we're not going there. Moments I, in life. I just got triggered. Oh, <laughs> all right. So back to drinking non-alcoholic beer. Back to mocktails. Helps. Back to mocktails. Um, we're actually right now we're drinking some Budweiser Zeros. Not bad if you just want like a shit beer. That's they are zero percent zero too. Zero point zero, so nothing in those. I love that. You might as well have some water and throw some yeast in it, and it will be the same. That's <laughs> what we're drinking. <laughs> it's not. It's not bad. It's just not like I don't know. Like I said, like you said, Heineken killed it, and I don't. I don't think anyone could really beat that right yeah. now. So we're talking about a lot of beers. What about like mocktails? I know you like a lot of the liquors that are fake. I do. Fake? Is that what you I, say? They, I, no, I, they're not fake. They're botanic. They are distilled. They are. Yeah. They have no alcohol in them. Like, but they're mostly they're very floral. They're very like you can taste the flavoring, and it's almost like flavored water. But like at the same time, when you mix it in with things, it's this like almost like perfect like. It does taste like you're drinking a drink. Like they had a gin and 
same friend. I gave it, gave some to Alex. I gave him a little like a taste of the gin with the tonic. And he's like, this tastes just like a gin and tonic. And I was like, yeah, mm-hmm. it's like, it's refreshing. It's very good. But like without, and because I like that bite. Oh yeah. The bite. Oh yeah. It is healthier. It is. It's very healthy. It's water. It's botanicals. It's just literally herbs put in and distilled. So like, can't really get too unhealthy with that. The rum though. That has a little sugar in it. <laughs> yeah. That whiskey that you had, I smelled. It smelled like whiskey. Yeah. But it was cloudy. It was... I don't it know what like that is. Apple juice. Not apple juice. Like, it looked like a, like a really deep cider with a plum it's in it like, or something. It's like the stuff, the sediment, like, settled on the bottom almost. Or like that, like, you get that, like, film. But it's... I don't know. It's it's tastes so good. Yeah. It does. Ugh. Okay, so... And those... Are, do you know those brand names or... So there's Lears, there's Lears, which is, um, the Lears does a gin, a rum, uh, whiskey, um, they have a coffee one. They literally have ones where you, they can, you can mix and like, make like, like Armoretto sours and things like that. Like they have the whole setup. So Lears honestly, by far has the best game, I think in the non-alcoholic world. Um, of spirits then there's ritual which they have a nice whiskey which is the whiskey i had uh i had tried um and then seed lip which is like the vodka almost it's Mm. those were those are the ones that taste like strictly like botanical waters so like i just need one of you to make (laughs) a non-alcoholic vodka that burns my throat (laughs) i need it to burn so badly like and that's what i crave too i just want that burn that refreshing which Almost like I'm like, is that is that like seeking too much at this point? Know, like we're already getting really good mocktails. We are, and Do like we want more. This is dangerous. It, no, I don't think so. This is going to talk about it. <laughs> it is. It's a. It's a. It's a. It's like worth it to not drink. I think for me. Yeah. Like at least you can still have something. Yeah, I can have something. I I can feel like I can go to like a bar or a club. Not that I feel like I couldn't do that before, but I feel like I can go there and like hold like, something and not have to worry, like, why aren't you drinking, man? Like, those are some yeah. of the most annoying questions. They're like, hey, do you want a shot? Like, or do you like, and I know that might not necessarily really stop, but, like, if I have a drink in my hand that, like, looks like a drink, like, yes. less likely be, like... They won't bother you. Yeah. I, and I don't want to deal with that. Yeah, I like that. And also, another good thing RuPaul said, um, a way to turn down a drink is just say, I've had enough. Yeah. That's not getting into your sobriety. That's not starting to talk about, you know, go down a rabbit hole. You're just saying, no, I've had enough. Yeah. That's true, like, it because it, I have had enough in my life. <laughs> we have had enough. I think about how much I've drank and how much, like, a normal person drinks. I've already outdrank a couple lifetimes. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? And it's it's crazy for me, because I got to know you right at the end of, like, your drinking. You like, knew me as a drunk. I, I, knew, I knew you as a drunk, but I didn't, I mean, I haven't known you enough to, like, know, like, where you were standing in your alcohol, like, yeah. is at the time. Secret. Secret and it just I understood like when you like start, started talking to me about it, I was like, I totally understand. Like, and I'm so glad you like came and talked to me about it. Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah, you were definitely help like you helped show me that someone like me could live a different life and be okay. Yeah. So I do appreciate that. I thank you for that because yeah. who knows? There's definitely a reason we meet everyone. There's a reason you came into my life, and I think that was definitely helpful in showing me like someone as fucked up as I was could still be happy. <laughs> could still be happy. No, it's so you know? true, though. I mean, like, we, but the thing is, is, like, we do think of our lives, like, we're very fucked up inside, like, and that's how we feel. But, like, in all honesty, you, like, as much as, like, me being six months sober at the time or whatever, like, 
looking back at that, like it helped me too, because like knowing that like I still was able to like make a difference, like that was one thing I always wanted, I think. And I always like thought I could never really do and like drinking that kind of like helped numb that. So like knowing that I made a difference, yeah, like oh in God. someone else's yeah. life, like was very helpful in my sobriety. Cause it was like, I can be sober and make a difference. Yeah. Like, and we can ju- it's a trickle effect, hopefully, that we can just keep passing on to other people. Yeah, it really does. And that's, like, that is part of the AA model, which, like, mm-hmm. I don't really go to AA. Um, right. But, like, you know, I, like, I enjoy it every now and then. But, like, you know, yeah, being able to just help each other. Right. And, like, you know, help someone else down the line, like, you know, with whatever it is. So it, I think it does really help. Yeah. Well, I want to thank you for coming on today. It's been very informative. I love talking to you. We're gonna I love talking to you too. This is fun. Yeah, this is fun. So if you want to stick around, we might film do another film. We might record another episode. Um, but for now, um, thank you for listening. Thank you for coming in and doing this. Yes, I really thank you, you for having me, Billy. Oh my <laughs> yeah. gosh, I always enjoyed it. Now after quarantine, like even though we're still kind of quarantined, we're not, and it's nice to be able to see you. Right. <laughs> Three months. <laughs> Well, please follow the Sober Gay podcast on Instagram. And if you want to email me, if you want to be on the show virtually, you can email me at thesobergay at gmail.com. And have have a great great day day. and stay Stay sober, sober, girl. girl. (laughs) (laughs) That was good enough. (laughs) And stay sober, girl.